On today's podcast, Jason Karn, Chief Compliance Officer of Total HIPAA Compliance, interviews David Smith. David is a nationally recognized health and welfare benefits compliance expert. Join us as the two discuss the ways in which health plans that are fully funded, self-funded, or a hybrid of the two affects your compliance requirements with the HIPAA law. So as companies are moving from being uh, fully insured to self-funded or partially self-funded or some sort of hybrid like that, what are the things that they need to uh, take into consideration with that? Well, at the core of the idea of moving from being fully insured to being self-funded is the idea that you're getting data. You know, so a common problem when you're a smaller employer is, you know, they get a rate increase and they don't know why. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what they hear from a carrier or service provider is, well, you've got three or four people with big health care, health issues. Right. Well, when you become self-funded, whether that's traditional self-funded or that's something like a level funded plan, you actually have access to full claims data. Now, when I say full claims data, what I mean by that is not that you had someone on your plan who had a $10,000 bill that $5,000 was allowed and you paid $3,000 on. It's this person went to this provider and had this medical procedure done under this diagnosis code. Here's what it cost. Here's what was allowed. Here's what was paid. Well, that's a totally different level of detail. Mm -hmm. And that transition from being fully insured, where you would largely be insulated from a lot of that data, Mm -hmm. to being self-funded is an area that causes employers to be much more serious about it. And, And interestingly, I don't find that as often driven by the agent as it ought to be. It almost becomes one of those deals where, you know, you're, you're three months in, and all of a sudden somebody somewhere picks up one of these reports and is like, what, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. I mean, who's seeing this? Right. And then it's all of a sudden like, oh, what do we need to do? So, you know, one of the things that we've wound up doing is saying to employers, you know, we want to know who is the person who's authorized to see PHI. Mm-hmm. Because it should be a known list and they should understand their responsibilities for it. Right. And then all these other people over here need to know that they have access to PHI and not to go ask them about it. Right. Right. Um, but it is an area that I think employers don't fully appreciate. And I think a vast majority of agents don't really know well how to communicate that to their clients. Right. But to me, it's just a natural part of that transition to say, here are some additional things you got to do going forward. So that brings up another question for me, because we have a couple clients that are like a hybrid. They're self-funded with a carrier, basically backstop, yep. some that are fully self-funded. But what I get a lot of pushback when I start saying, okay, you can see claims information. They say, no, no, I only get census information. I get generalized, de-identified data. Is that true? Or are they just not, are they just not accessing what they could potentially access? I think the real issue is that they're not aware of what they're getting. Okay. They think they're getting the same thing they always got. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of employers don't realize is that when carrier ABC says, all right, well, here's how you log in Mm -hmm. to get your reports. Right. That while the HR person or the CFO might think, well, we don't see any of that. Mm -hmm. What they don't realize is that person who's going online and pulling down that report 
has access to all that information. Okay. And the fact that they have access to it, mm-hmm. not that they actually look at it, right, creates the liability. Okay. Because again, what's the argument going to be? Right. So you know, you work for me, and I fire you, mm-hmm. and you think I fired you because of some high-dollar healthcare condition that I had to pay for. Right. Now, I might have a million other reasons that were legit about why I was firing you. Mm-hmm. But you sue me, and in the course of that discovery, you're like, all right, I need to see all the claims data that you get on this. Mm-hmm. We don't get any of it. Well, yeah, you do. Here's, here's where you get it. Right. Oh, my God. We had all this data about, about this employee. Now we got to prove that we never actually used any of that data to make anything related to the decision about getting rid of that employee. And it's, it becomes almost the non-self-proving problem. You've got to prove something you can't necessarily prove, but it's pretty clear you had access to it. Okay. So now tell me it had nothing to do with it. Right. Prove to me it had nothing to do with it. So, Good luck. So that's, that's super interesting because I always took people at their word because I've never looked in on a portal and seen what kind of data they get. And they say, they just go, oh, no, we just get general census information. We just get, you know, there's no identifying information. It just tells us if, you know, some day, some weeks it's up, some weeks it's down as far as what we're paying out in claims. And we just write a check and go. So what you're telling me is that in all these portals, they have, they can go and they can get granular data and say, Bob Jones went to such and such oncology practice. And this is what he did. And this is what we paid this is what they paid and you've got all that information. Wow. It's all there. That's crazy. Yeah. And and for me, it's a reason to be self-funded. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense from a financial standpoint when you've got a large pool and yeah. you're, you're doing this and it's save, it's going to ultimately you're looking to save money. It goes back to one of the core differences, you know, fully insured is easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the difference between, you know, driving a car and actually understanding how a car works. Right. When you're self-funded, you've got to understand how the car works. And while you might not fully understand it, you got access to all the information about how it works because it's your responsibility to. Right. And that's where ERISA, again, creates a fiduciary duty on the part of the employer to understand how that's working. Mm-hmm. And if they're not doing their job, then they're inherently, from the view of the Department of Labor, breaching their fiduciary duty to the plan and to its participants by not understanding how it's done. Well, I mean, that's why all these HR folks go through all this training. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of HIPAA Talk. If you have any questions for our experts, you can find us on Twitter at TotalHIPAA or visit our website, www.totalhipaa.com or email us at info at Thanks for listening.